Welcome back to the Bench Press Podcast. Hailing from Westerville, Ohio, to my right, Wesley Stepman Minky. Why are you flapping his arms like that? Across from me. Also, from the great city of Westerville, Ohio, our historian, Cameron Robertson Crumb. Good afternoon. Oh no, what's going on? Restart it. Restart it, Tim. Go again, go again. And to my left, our producer, controlling all of the great sound effects we have here, producer, Timmy Conway. What up, boys? And as always, I'm your host, Bennett Snyder. <laughs> you didn't want to keep it going? <laughs> no, you know, I discovered that sound effect, and obviously we knew we had to start the episode. The I think some of, of our best episode intros Ohio. start with us finding a sound effect about three seconds before Is this we one ring a bell, Crop? That's oh. our. That's our. Learn inter- how to down no. for. Oh, it's gone. The Halloween no, one's gone. Oh, there it is. And that's why Tim controls yeah, the sound that's, effects. That's why Tim hits the buttons. <laughs> Tim's the button guy. Tim is the button guy. Tim's the man in the chair. Crop. Max's meals. Tell me about it. Hey, man. Max's meals. Uh, they're the presenters of every single bench press podcast. Great charity. Great cause. Great people. Max's meals. Figure it out, people. Check it out. The link is in our bio on Instagram at Bench Press Media. If you have not clicked in it by now, I don't know what to do for you. You Except call you a dumbass. Whoa. Whoa. Aggressive. Heater. Sometimes it needs to be aggressive to get the people to do what they Heater need to do. Heater of a start. Are very smart. Heater of a start. They're, they're smart and funny. Well, yeah, I think I know how to start this episode off. Like we said, we've been signing a good amount of athletes. And last episode, we had Josh McDaniel in the studio. Crub, mm. we went to the Convocation Center yesterday. That we did, my friend. OU men's basketball. Did... Josh McDaniel do something? Oh, yes, he did, my friend. What did he do, Crub? You know, he got in the game with about two and a half minutes left. We saw Coach Jeff Bowles walk down that bench, oh, we point knew. right at him in the chest. And then we saw that, you know, that good old shooting shirt flip off. Mm-hmm. We saw him go to check in. For the love of God, they couldn't get the kid in the game quick enough. I mean, Christ on earth. They wouldn't blow the whistle. No. Coach Bowles had to call timeout. Yeah. Flip him in. He gets in. First three, pulls. Love it. Absolute quick trigger. Gets fouled. Goes to the line. Three shots. Never foul a jump shooter. No. And by God, did he keep us in suspense. Missed the first two. We were sitting on the edge of our seat waiting for that third one, and man, did he sink it. First First collegiate point. First career points. Wes, do we believe in coincidences here? I don't think we do. I mean, it's the the bench press media blessing. No, it's the BPB, the bench press bump. It is. Well, I mean, can we just... can we re- reveal what's happened here at Bench Press? Rick Nash comes on around the rink. Next day, gets his jersey retired. Josh Announced Mc- that his jersey's getting retired. Right, right. Josh McDaniel comes on. Next day, first collegiate point. Also, I mean, he had an assist that he didn't get credited with. He's kind of pissed off about that. Yeah, Does anyone want to hit Luke Frazier with an absolute yeah. dirty pass? For Maybe a good have lay. a career day the next day. I don't we, know. Crawdaddy may take over for Jeff Bowles when he I comes just, on the show. He, it might happen. The next I don't day. want to say anything, but but is Crawdaddy hitting those aggressive gritties in the locker room after the game? Let me tell you this right now: Crawdaddy has the biggest damn whiteboard I have ever seen in my life. From you need a to know who's in the game, who's guarding who, my friend. Crawdaddy lets Bowles know. He lets him know. He lets him Wes. The right-hand man. Wes, I should have said it earlier. Congrats on being back in the studio, beating the vid. Hey, thanks, man. You're back. You know, yeah. That's huge. It's huge. It's one step in the right direction. We're glad to have you back. I'm a survivor, man. 
You know what? Let's you really are. Let's stick on the topic of athletes. Okay, we're gonna start showcasing our athletes more when they're in action. How you guys can watch them. When we're recording, we've got three in action: Owen Spencer, Citadel Men's Hoops. How are we feeling about the Citadel this year, Tim? We love the Citadel. We do. We, we love that. You know what? They're tonight. They are sixteen point dogs <laughs> at Furman. I've got faith in Hay Brown. <laughs> And Owen Spencer. That's what I'll say. The Paladins are a tough out. (laughs) They are. Listen, the Citadel maybe not having the year they thought, but, you know, they lost a couple guys to the transfer portal. Hey, Brown coming back was huge. But, you know, I've got faith in Adele moving forward. So do I. I'm happy for him. Then we got Max Meyer. Tim, I'm sticking with you. Xavier Men's Hoops. What what can we make of them? Big game tonight in Centos. Big win. Calling it now against Butler. Little bounce back game after a huge uh, comeback against uh, Creighton on Saturday. So we're riding the waves. We're winning big tonight. Talk about a cupcake call. Yeah, I mean, it's really easy to call a win against Butler, Tim. How about you say, like, Xavier's winning by 27? Yeah, like, they're, t- they're show tw- some balls. They're 12 point favorites. <laughs> I mean, uh, Butler stinks. They do. They do. They did make it a game, though. When- they did beat Creighton, though. Yeah. Well, you came back down 17, Creighton, beat him by like 10. Well, you know what? Let's talk Cole Fisher. Cole Fisher, you know what? We used to go at it when we were, you know, playing the like 9U, 10U youth basketball. Uh, my team hated his team. Absolutely hated his team. But we get to AAU. You know what? Cole's on the A team. I'm on the B team. You know, what? I'm practicing with the A team a little bit. Cole Fisher, great dude. Great dude. It's one of those things where, you know what, you may hate someone when you're on the court, but then right when you get off, you're like, holy crap, that guy's a really good dude. Cole Fisher's doing great things at West Georgia. And you know what, that picture of him in the Yum Center, Cole Fisher got to play against Louisville while Chris Mack was still there. Not many people can say that. No, not many people can say that. Also, undoubtedly, has better hair than you as well. You think Cole Fisher's got some good hair? He's got some TikToker hair. That's whatever I'm striving for. I, think I, I didn't say Bennett's hair was bad. Just wait till I got my mullet back. Yeah. Then we start applying for some internships. They're like, well, how do we not hire this kid? He's got moxie. He's got moxie. Then obviously we know Josh and Crawdaddy, OU men's hoops. They're going to be in action all month. Then we got to mention some new ones. Katie Kelly. Look at you. Robert Morris. Lax. Yeah. They're in action. They're going to be picking up February 12th. First game at Ohio State. Woo. Yeah. The Bucks. Yeah, that's going to be a big one. Maybe uh, might have to take a little road trip I was about up to say there the same to, thing. to see the old us. hometown. Yeah, we might have to. Kitty Kelly, go you. Then we've said it before, Justin Hornschmeyer. He's MLB bound. I'm calling it. MLB and, bound. And, and, and he's a bench press media athlete. Their season starts up on the 18th against Georgia Tech. They're at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, great Good baseball program. program. Three-game Good series. Program. And then Krob, towards the end of the month, starting on the 25th, you know where they go to play, right? The Pokes. They go at the Pokes for a little well three-game series there. Uh, best believe Bench Press Media is going to be tuned in for a series against the Pokes. Krob, are you going to be wearing your Pokes shirt? Absolutely. You spent too much hard-earned time and money on getting that for me. Hey, you know what? Me finding a Pokes shirt in Las Vegas at a Nike outlet store. Destiny. Destiny. Yeah, you know, it's, like, it's America's team. Uh, hey. Eh. hey, let's talk uh, the Pokes real quick. Auburn's defensive coordinator leaves for the Pokes. Yeah. 
I'm just hearing reports that Auburn football is in complete disarray. They hired someone say one of the best D coordinators in the in the country. They hired an offensive coordinator, and he left in two weeks before he even coached a single practice with the team. Just left. Yeah. And Bo Nick's gone, and it's looking like Auburn might just forfeit the Iron Bowl next year. But you know what? Might as well. We thought they were going to forfeit this year. Went four overtimes. So. You're right. You're right. I shouldn't. I shouldn't put it past them. But let's move into the NFL. Yeah. Wes. Huh. Right when we think there's not going to be anything to talk about with the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Tim, go ahead and hit. This I don't know out. if this is a laughable. I don't know if this is something we should be Miami laughing Dolphins about. Are the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, before we get into the racism that's going on that we do not we do not condone you gave him the answer we condemn i was it. letting yes we can yes he's getting yes. good at this guy. i'm getting better he doesn't I'm need so help. proud of you we haven't had one of those in a couple he doesn't weeks need yeah mobs. i'm getting better he doesn't need that's mobs. honestly a good thing Look I, at the sports media world let's yeah. let's keep going into this wes yeah you know i don't want to call a franchise poverty I, it's, you have it's, multiple times. It's never the nice thing to do. <laughs> it's never, 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 never the nice thing You've to do. You've done it multiple times. But when $100,000 is offered to a coach to blow a game just so you can tank for Joe Burrow, and you still don't even get him. It was actually tank for Tua. That was the slogan. I know it was a slogan, yeah. but everyone knows that they wanted Burrow. Yeah. Burrow was the guy. And you still can't even get it done, and then your coach gets blackballed because he was actually winning games for the team. I mean, that is poverty. Yeah. That is embarrassing. I, I feel bad for you, honestly. And Thanks. I don't, I don't want to say, Tim, obviously, we could go back and clip what we said, but we said there was bad juju coming to the Miami Dolphins ever yeah. since Wes went against his bet. And my golly, I don't know if the juju can get any worse. I think that the Dolphins should, not be, should get all of their draft picks forfeited to the Steelers and all of their cap room also forfeited to the Steelers. I think so that's you pretty guys say because, it's bad be, No, juju. because think Some, about it. I say it's great juju for us. Get rid of Steven Ross. I've wanted him gone for years now. It's just yeah, this but, is all leading up to getting, getting him out. Okay, Can't but wait. now, it, would you still be a fan of the Miami Dolphins? Yes, I will still be a fan if regardless Steven, of what happens. Even if Steven Ross is found guilty, yes. not made to sell the team, yes. he is running the team, You'll yes. still, even though that they are racist. Yes, I will still be a Do Miami Dolphins fan. Wow. You cannot take away the Dolphins from me. So, That's the way it is. So let's move forward with this, okay? Everything yeah. that's going on, how do you get free agents to want to play for the Miami Dolphins this season? Um, well, I don't think it was ever Stephen Ross recruited him, other than when he was said he recruited Tom Brady, mm -hmm. which was just stupid, anyways. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's Stephen Ross is going to deter free agents or the guy that's going to bring free agents in, regardless. I think that's all in the hands of who the new coach is, and my hope is still that it's Mike McDaniel. Um, and I think he's a really good coach. I think he's a really smart offensive mind. I don't think the defense needs any work. I think the defense wants to play for Josh Boyer as they did all year, so that's not really my issue. It's just offensive guys and offensive line. And like I said all year, if the Dolphins can find a good offensive line and they can find continuity on the offensive staff, um, I don't really worry about who's coming in or who's going out. Um, yeah, I think Stephen Ross is an idiot. And what he did was obviously unfathomable and should not be in the game. And I said he should sell the team because he doesn't know what he's doing and he hasn't known mm -hmm. what he's doing for a long time. Um, but yeah, it sucks that it's my franchise, but at the same time, I'm not surprised at all. It's going to be interesting. I could possibly see this, not that I want it to happen, I could possibly see this turning into like a Houston Texans deal where nobody really wanted that Texans head coaching job because of what was going on with Deshaun Watson. They didn't want to deal with the drama 
I could see this potentially turning in that way. Mike McDaniel not wanting to leave the 49ers, coaching a season with Trey Lance, and uh, what's his face, Krav, your knight in shining armor over there at, in Dallas. Your OC, Kellen Moore. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what you meant by knight in shining armor. I don't love him that much. I just think he's pretty good. I could see, <laughs> I could see Kellen Moore not wanting to leave Dallas, coming back just like Dan Quinn did. And you know what? If you pass those two, just hire David Coley. You don't really know what to do. And I'm going to be honest, Wes. I know that it's not the owner necessarily making the main pitch to get guys there. It's mostly GM, head coach. But if I, as a free agent, knew that the owner was offering $100,000 to a head coach to tank, I would not touch that team. And I'm not just saying that because it's the Dolphins and I like giving you a hard time about the Dolphins. That's about the worst recruiting pitch I could ever get thrown at me. Yeah, and I wonder what possible repercussions could come from this because this is like, it's unheard of in mm -hmm. basically, honestly, when you think about it, this is the only thing that's even kind of comparable is the Pete Rose thing, but he was betting on his own team. Yeah. This is betting against your team to lose and paying your head coach to lose on purpose. He never bet against the team. He no, he just... Was, he was trying to get us yes, to lose. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I think... Is that illegal? Is tanking illegal? It's oh, not yeah. illegal. Um, it's just obviously frowned upon, and it's yeah. not something yeah. you should do. Yeah. But no, definitely not, there's not. nothing that's illegal about it. it. The part about the money, obviously, if the NFL found out about it, like it'd be... He get in big trouble for yeah, it. Yeah, because I feel like that's kind of like and the when thing the, is you um, can't ever take someone's words like that's not a factual statement. You know what I mean, like you mm -hmm. can put them against a lie detector. You can ask all these other coaches. Like, just saying something will never be unless it's like written down or they have like recorded audio of him saying that. Like, it would never be charged or anything for it. Like, he'll never get in trouble for that unless you have credible witnesses. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. unless he has like overarching proof that like yeah. will overturn anything he says. Other than that, nothing's going to happen to Stephen Ross, which is the worst part because Brian Flores is now out of a job and fighting the NFL and likely costing himself a job in the league mm -hmm. again. And, it, oh, you go. Yeah, this reminds me a little bit of like when the Saints, what was that, Bounty Gate? Yeah, Sean Payton suspended a year. They made a, mo they made a movie about him coaching his kids' team yeah. uh, with Kevin James. But there was a, like, Saints lost tons of money, mm -hmm. draft picks. Reminds it, me to it. Yeah, very, yeah, similar in a way. Mm hmm. What's even worse, I think, could even be what the Giants did, which is... I was is, just about to ask Krav about yeah, that. Yeah, bringing Flores in for an interview when they hadn't even interviewed Brian Dable yet. And Bill Belichick sends Beeflo an old test. Hey, congrats on the Giants job. Oh, wait, this is the wrong Brian. Wrong Not, Brian. Yeah, no, Bill Belichick's smartest man in football. Did Co he do it correction, on purpose? Correction, though. I honestly want to make sure we get this right. Had they not interviewed Dable, or had they already interviewed Dable and Flores was supposed to get an interview no, they, as well? No, they had not interviewed Dable at that point. Okay, because the way I took it was they hadn't, or they interviewed Dable and they were supposed to interview Flores, and they already decided before they no, interviewed Flor Flores. Flores hadn't interviewed. It yet. didn't matter. Yeah, Flores hadn't right, interviewed, right, and no. neither had Dable. They okay. both had not See, interviewed. I thought, for that I thought job. Dable had already interviewed, and they were like, "Okay, he's getting the job. Like, we're still going to follow through with Flores." We're going to say like, "You can't really get in trouble for." liking a guy more than the other <laughs> there guy. There was also like a leak on ESPN or something like that that announced whoever the Giants' new GM is and Dable as head coach like in the Together. middle of January. Yeah, yeah. on their when team was, on their team page when were these, and that got taken down. When were these text messages? Does anyone know the date? The I don't stamp know. Of the day? I felt like it was pretty early in the year. Because Brian Dable completed a second in-person interview on a Tuesday, January 25th. I'm on I it. believe the Dolphins released Flores, and then the 
a week or two weeks after was his first scheduled interview, which was with the Giants. Yeah, no. So they interviewed right... Dable, Tim, because they did the, end, Dable. the end of this interview says Giants are set to interview their current defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham, on Wednesday and former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores yeah. on Tuesday. So the way now, he took it was they basically said, we've already decided, even though we set up an interview with him, they basically was like a slap in the face. Like, we okay. have no yeah, chance they were because used, we already they, Rooney rule. They were using yeah. him as a Rooney rule. Well, uh, him and Patrick Graham. That's what I was just them. about to say. Patrick Graham, also African-American, they were set to interview him on Wednesday. Which the and worst he is, part is staying on as defensive coordinator. I don't want to get ahead of us or anything, but I have a feeling the same thing's going to come out with the Vikings because you know how all this Harbaugh stuff's coming out? It, and they're now interviewing Patrick Graham. Like, they had not met the Rooney rule yet, which is why Patrick Graham, I feel like, is getting the interview and a not lot anybody of, else. A lot of teams have been covering the Rooney rule by doing in-house interviews yeah. with, like, let's say your linebacker's coach yeah. is a minority. They'll cover it that way, and then they'll interview whoever else they're looking for. It's and they're saying, well, we, up. yeah. So they're kind of using it as, like, it was put in place as a positive rule to get people of color good interviews and get them Give jobs them in football chance. exactly yeah. but now it's just being abused by in-person things with no one who really has a real shot that they just know they're using as a cop-out it's going to be really hard it, it you don't want to say that it's a lose-lose situation because i agree tim the nfl tried to do this as a positive and yes the nfl is granting more interviews for people of color right now for these jobs but i think what the nfl thought would happen by getting more interviews is that more jobs would land but there's a very fair chance that Mike Tomlin is the only black head coach in the NFL this upcoming season. It's looking like Leftwich is going to get a job, but it's not for sure. And no, because Peterson's a finalist. Yeah. Fangio's a finalist. I They've also got a lot of other guys. This. Tim and I were talking about this uh, a couple days ago. Like, not the worst idea for Flores. Obviously, everyone's saying New England's obviously <laughs> a path. If nothing head coaching-wise works out, maybe you're off. But Tim and I are talking – Honestly, think about maybe he goes me to the D.C. of the Steelers. Yeah, we have Because he works with Tomlin there. Like, that's one of his guys. Tomlin will stick up for him. He'll get another fair chance. He'll get to work with great players on the defense. He's a really smart defensive mind. And he goes and plays for a franchise that literally created the Rooney rule. You know what I mean? I've got a good feeling that um, it's not allowed. I, I butchered the way I said it there. But I have a good feeling that if you're in an active lawsuit against the NFL, right, you can't right. go and work for the NFL. Right. I'm just that's saying, like, I'm that, saying, like, if that'd everything be my falls, guess. I'm saying if everything falls through and no teams end up hiring him, and like the Steelers still have an open DC spot, that wouldn't be the worst. No, idea. and I agree. But I'm saying I think this is going to be what Brian yeah, Flores is, is doing right this now. Is the way the NFL, a lawsuit doesn't resolve itself yeah, in months. Right. This, yeah, this lawsuit could be. We could still be talking about this next year. Just the way the NFL has like basically said all of his claims are false kind of makes me feel like they're not going to take it seriously until they have to. It, and I'm saying if they don't take it seriously and Flores basically is like, screw it, I'm not going to get anywhere with it, and then just takes a smaller job. You know what I mean? Uh, based on what he's done in the past two days, I don't think he's just going to abandon it. He's been on talk shows all day I today. agree. I agree. And just wait till guys like Marvin Lewis was talking about it where he said he felt a similar kind of situation that Flores Hugh had Jackson with the Broncos too. and – Marvin had it with the Panthers. Hugh Jackson's going to hop on. I mean, and we're even talking about the Giants DC hopping on now. I mean, I think the more and more steam that this gets, Flores isn't just going to cop out. Flores does not seem like a cop out guy. To no, me. and I think Enemy will probably hop on. There's got to be a story there with him. Just because yeah, he's been in the coaching cycle for 40 years. For, yeah, I mean, years Hugh Jackson now. said that Jimmy Haslam offered him money to mm -hmm. lose games. So I think that in itself is already too. something. Yeah. The worst part is, man too, alive. it's already hard enough for minority coaches to get 
head coaching jobs anywhere. And I feel like with all this coming out, it's going to go one of two ways. Either one, it's going to dig them a deeper hole and it's going to become like a bigger issue and they're going to get shut out of the league entirely as coaches. Or two, it's actually going to create change and something real is going to come of it. But I feel like the way the NFL is reacting to the news early on, it's more likely that it's going to be one and that's what's going to suck is that everything that the league has worked for is all going to go down in one off season. Nah, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think this is where change happens. That's my opinion. I, mean, I think it has to, which is the issue. Cause I think the NFL doesn't want it to. No, well, I mean, the NFL has to, the, they're not just going to shit. If they don't want yeah. to, this absolutely needs yeah. to change. It's not, they're not the just going to throw a helmet sticker on the helmet again. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Go Agreed. Put in the end, back who has the control. It's still the owner's control. That's the issue. Yeah, you're until right. The, until the control is out of the owner's hands, I don't think they can create change just by saying something. Well, no, well, they can't. The, and it's never going to stop with the owners because do you know how many minority owners there are? Exactly. Zero. So it all, obviously it all starts no, at the top. No, not zero. Yes, there's zero. Jaguars. Uh, Shad Sean. Sean. Okay. a minority. Yes, that's yes. true. But all the, it takes is one it thing. It takes one, right. Certain that's things started it more protests and they've sort of tailed off. He's bringing this legally. This isn't like he's just going out and making these claims. He is filing a class action lawsuit against the NFL. That's going to inspire things. If things still don't change, who knows? Maybe other people, like we talked about, Enemy, other guys, Marvin Lewis, Hugh Jackson, those other minority coaches, they will join up. Some players might even join up because some players could feel like they've been mistreated roster-wise. And you know what? This is how I kind of want to end this before we move on. I think it's getting compared to Colin Kaepernick, which is a bad thing because Colin Kaepernick, you know, he was a real pioneer for what he believed in. I'll give him credit for that. But there was a legitimate case against Colin Kaepernick that he was just not good enough to play in the NFL. The thing with Brian Flores is there is not a legitimate case that he is not good enough to coach in the NFL. Absolutely That's not. what you need to look at. So if he starts getting blackballed by the NFL right now, that's where shit's going to go wrong because there is no reason Flores should not be coaching in the NFL. But there was a legitimate case that maybe Kaepernick should not have been playing because he was just not playing. Good. And I, I think I have the best perspective on this being a Dolphins fan. I've said for the past two years, the Dolphins are an offensive staff away from the playoffs. Like, without a doubt. If he could have made an offensive staff, the Dolphins were good enough to make the playoffs. And it sucks that he was fired because he couldn't make an offensive staff, but it also feels like, as we've been saying, the Dolphins were out against him from the start. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sucked. you can say he was fired from not having an offensive staff. I think we need to reassess the entire situation. We have no idea what's gone on behind closed doors. Yeah. He's made that very apparent over the last 48 hours. We don't know why he was fired anymore. It's very possible what he's saying is 100% true, and he was fired because he was basically, from the moment he didn't talk to Tom Brady on he that boat, was fucked. Which sucks. Let's move on from this. Great conversation, though, guys. Great I just, conversation. I just tried hey, to segue I'll say this. We yeah. stand with Brian Flores. Let's move to Tom Brady. There you go. The GOAT calls it quits. I mean, I guess not for surezies yet. 99% <laughs> for surezies. I think it's but, done. An eight-page notes page. I Krob, don't... he signed a one-day contract with the Patriots, allegedly. Is there any better way for him to go out? Yes. He could have won a Super Bowl. Well, yeah, he could have. I'm but... a little pissed he did, didn't spite Schefter and go win an eighth. But, hey, I told my he dad, thinks it's time, it's time. And I told one my hell dad, of a tip of the cap to Tom Brady. I was like, you got to be happy. He's like, why is that? I was like, you retired Tom Brady. He's like, yeah, we did. No, you didn't. The Rams retired Tom Brady. No, they did not. <laughs> the Rams were a couple seconds away from letting Tom Brady move hey. on and then win the Super Bowl. They're not, though. Oh, no. Joey B and the Gat would have got him in the Super Bowl. Promise you that. But, yeah, you know, 
Tom Brady has played in the NFL longer than I have been breathing. All of us All have of been us, yeah. breathing. All four of us. So, you know, it's a little bit weird to watch him hang it up. I remember watching so many great Tom Brady uh, memories and games, but I need to watch Man in the Arena. I've been slacking on that. I think it's officially time now that I start watching Man in the Arena because he's done. And that, you know, I've heard it's better than The Last Dance. So I, I need to watch it. I think we all officially now are older than any player's careers in the NFL. So that's that feels big. good to say. Yeah, because Vinatieri retired. Yeah. Uh, Tom's gone. Who? Yeah. No, no player right now in the active NFL has a longer than a twenty. How long has Huber been in the league? Uh, thirteen or fourteen years. Okay, it was good, yeah. guys. We we've done it's it. It's only an old person. Let's I can go. We officially did it. It's big. <laughs> Hey, we made it, man. That is. It's gonna be weird. I I don't think it's a little weird that he's done. I think it's gonna be weird as hell that he's not in the NFL. It's Kyle Trask season. How far off is that Buccaneers team gonna fall? They lose Godwin, Brady, potentially two of their offensive lines. Not as far as you think. Not as far as you think. That division is a shit show. We did. uh, We did Aaron Rodgers predictions. Let's go around and let's give a prediction on who we think is going to be the next Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback next season. Anyone want to start? I'll start. Tim. I think it's going to be Kyle Trask. I mean, you don't spend a second-round pick on him. You give him the year to prepare. Like, I, He's definitely better than the Blaine train. So I say you, if they can't find anyone better than uh, – uh, if they can't find anyone better than a Teddy Bridgewater or anything like that in free agency, then ride with Kyle Trask because there's no point of spending that high of a draft pick on him if you're not going to use him. I'm going to go, they're going to hit the trade route, and they're trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. It would be so poetic if they trade for Jimmy G. Jimmy G comes in, takes over the Tom Brady legacy in Tampa Bay. They're still able to re-sign some of their key guys. They get Evans still back. They get Gronk to play one more season with Jimmy G. This defense is still really good, and Garoppolo will be good enough to at least make them win the division. Because let me tell you right now, the Falcons are going to be a shit show right now. The Panthers, you know, they might be all right, but the Saints are going to be dog shit too. So the Buccaneers are a quarterback away as of right now from being the clear-cut favorite in that division. Grob or Wes? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the guy who's there before Tom Brady. Bring him back home, Jimmy Winston. Why not? He's played in this Bruce Arians offense. He's going to go from the Saints back to the Bucks. He's already played with Evans before. He's got continuity with those guys. He's got continuity with the staff. Why not bring Jimmy Winston home? I mean, I guess the biggest thing when he went to New Orleans was that he was going to learn from Drew Brees to be a but better quarterback. But he also learned from Tom Brady. He also got LASIK, people. He did. What do you mean he learned from Tom Brady? Wasn't he with Tom Brady? No. For like Who? No. a year? Who? No. Who, Jimmy? No. Jimmy no. was Drew Brees' backup for a whole year, and then he was the starter for six games and ripped his oh, ACL yeah, he and was. then danced well, like hey, a mother. Now he gets no Tom Brady in front of him. Come back home. All right, good analysis from West there. Yeah, I don't know. I thought for a second he was there for a year or two no. and then left to become no, Brady, the starter. I Brady forgot he was there. With, I forgot he was there with Breeze. Crob, mm-hmm. who you got? I mean, why not go from one goat to another, my friends? Bring Aaron Rodgers down to Tampa Bay. <laughs> that's what. That's your official prediction. Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers, quarterback of the Buccaneers. Gronk plays again. The Bucks trade for Michael Thomas. Suddenly, they're really fucking no, good. No, no, no way the Saints, Saints are in division. Yeah, they're not going to trade Slant Boy to the, the their biggest rival. Either. The you Saints say? don't have, Do they have the cap for that. What's the point in keeping him? 
No, there is no point. But I'm just saying the Saints, they don't want to trade him. I just don't know if the Bucks have the cap for yeah, that. Yeah, not if they want to sign Rodgers. They just saved $15 million. I promise you that. With Brady? Yeah. Well, well yeah, in order for Rodgers to go anywhere, Tim, he's going to need to, that contract's going to need to be changed massively. That's <laughs> no, a player. Yeah. Con- he can opt out of it. So yeah. he'd be a free agent. I know. But what I'm saying is for him to go anywhere where he wants to have some sort of control and decision, he's going to need to do what Tom Brady did and take but, less money. Oh, yeah. I, just don't know I think he understands that. That's, I just don't know how much. Well, it's not official yet, but anytime there's a roster bonus inside of a contract like Tom Brady's, it's $15 million, and someone retires. It is completely up to the team if they want to honor that roster they bonus will. or not. He's the goat. Um, I don't know if too. you. I'd maybe honor a one million dollar signing bonus or roster. They're going to give him twelve. I wouldn't honor a fifteen million. They'll give it, him twelve. If it, technically, it also becomes a thing where it's like if you give them fifteen million of dead cap, that means literally nothing to your team. They pr- like that's basically them saying, yeah, we can't re-sign Chris Godwin and we can't bring in top-tier free agents because their cap situation is already not great. You give fifteen million for someone who's going to be sitting at his uh, with his family watching games on Sunday probably isn't the best football move. We know that the cap dis- the cap's not great, but we're also in the age of teams getting fancy as hell around cap issues right now. Mm-hmm. Right? How much will CBS like, pay Tom Brady to call a game next year? There no, Tom Brady's not Tom, calling he, he has no. like He has like 50 brands he can manage. Hold he absolutely right. is not doing anything. He'll do his weekly radio show. That's about it. Yeah. I don't know, man. He's uh, not getting uh, yeah, no, I don't. I think caring about teams being in cap trouble, unless you're like the Saints and you're legitimately like in the hole in the mm-hmm. hole, I don't think it's as big of an issue nowadays as it used to be. Yeah, I, I mean the Saints are paying Taysom zero dollars, but realistically could, could be as much as one hundred fifty. <laughs> There's all these fancy wordings and contracts and clauses and options, and bonuses and incentives that make things way more complicated and way different. And you're able to finagle and flip and skip over these these limits. Speaking of calling games, there was a bit of breaking news coming from the Super Bowl today. Al Michaels will be calling the Super Bowl, and it will be his last NFL game. Wow. Mm, Al Michaels is done after the Super Bowl with NBC. Legend. It's looking like it's going to be a smooth transition Tariqo. just to get Breeze. I, no, I no, don't, I, no, it'll be Tariko. Tariko does a good play. job, but I don't know, dude. Breeze won't do play-by-play. No, Breeze yeah, will do color. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, I not, think Bruce, if anything, Breeze yeah, wouldn't be Tari- play-by-play. Tariko signed with NBC uh, I think with if, the understanding he was going to take over after Al Michaels I think retired. if anything, do you, would you keep Collinsworth as the color guy? Or like, would you just give, since Breeze and Tariko have done games for a year now? Collinsworth isn't going to go anywhere until his son's ready to take, o- take over for him. Breeze is going to take over then. There Dude, Collinsworth's son is dip. Jack Collinsworth gonna, probably would take over. They're going to go Collinsworth to Collinsworth. No, Collinsworth isn't just going to dip. It's like Jim Nance didn't just dip because Tony Romo stepped mm-hmm. in there. It's just he'll stay in there. It's yeah. Collinsworth. Yeah. The Collinsworth yeah. slide's not just going to die. It'll be weird. Al Michaels is a legend. Salute to him. I can't wait to hear him call the Super Bowl one last time. Yeah, but. and Tariko did has called like five NBC games yeah, yeah, where off. Al Michaels didn't yeah, want to travel to. And so. last year, especially during the COVID year, with all the weird games during the week, Tariko had games where he was calling, like I believe he called the Wednesday night game between the football team and the Steelers. That was at like 4 o'clock on a Wednesday. Like he has been calling games for NBC He also has called, a couple, he called some Sunday night games this year. Yeah, well, yeah he has the last like Al Michaels years. wouldn't travel. Yeah, It's going to be interesting, especially since, you know, I like, you know, kind of comparing all the different networks in their... Who's your best two, two, uh, two uh, guys NBC right dominates, I think. No, 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 I'm saying you, personally. Who's your favorite two people right now? Yeah, I mean, I think it's easily Collinsworth. Collinsworth no, like and, yeah. Michaels? Yeah, Collinsworth oh, I, and Michaels. Uh, Who's yours, Tim? Uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Nah. Rob? 
It was Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. They're yeah, a league above everybody else. Yes, I agree. I agree. And I love Nance and Romo, but oh, I hate Romo. Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth are a league. Ah, I'll tell you they're a league above everybody else. I'll tell you, Jim. Yeah, you know Romo. It's gonna be interesting when Romo first got the job. He was all he was, the hype, all the hype. Everyone loved Romo. He was really and now, good. what are we on year three of Romo? Three everyone, or four. everyone's hating on Romo now. They're I, trying to make him do too much. Like, yeah, it's the Romo vision. I just think everyone's tired of it. Uh, it yeah, it's, it's everyone's the tired of the, sh- of, of the shtick. It's, it's, ah, yeah, yeah. Romo report. And it's, it's, I don't think that's like too much. Team People do that all the time. It's just yeah. people don't like Tony Romo, so they call that out as an issue. Well, I mean, I just don't think, like, I think he's good at his job. I just think that he has a voice that's not meant for television. It's just kind of annoying and like, I just think that what he does, he tries to do too much. He tries to ex- over-explain football. He tries to be a fan of the game rather than just, like, painting the picture of the game. You well, know hey, what I mean? You got Jim Nance next to you. you yeah. can't oh, fuck G- it up yeah, Jim, Na- Jim Nance is, silky smooth. is amazing. Silky, silky smooth. Like we always do on our Thursday episodes, let's end this episode by talking about something either this weekend or, you know, just in the world of sports, what we want to talk about. I want to talk about college hoops. There's a couple great matchups. I like Kentucky at Bama this weekend. Uh, Kentucky's number five in the country. Bama, tough team to play, especially when you are the favorite against them. Bama plays up to their competition more times than not. I like Baylor against Kansas this weekend. Oche Abaji should be playing. It's at Kansas. And let me tell you, if Baylor goes in there and beats Kansas, that's two home losses in a row for Kansas against top 10 teams. That is not a normal Jayhawk move for the boys there. And then USC Arizona will be a great game too. Krob, I'm going to transition to you because I know which matchup you're going to be watching Yeah, I this think weekend. it's damn obvious what I'm going to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's Coach K's last trip to Chapel Hill. And by oh, God, God, are we going to beat the living piss out of him? Oh, I can't God. wait to sit down at 6 p.m. and just be reminded of all my great memories watching Coach K just beat the living piss out of Roy Williams and the Tar Heels in Chapel Hill. Unfortunate, it can't be on February 8th because that seems to be the real Go to hell, Carolina Day. Austin Rivers game winner and Trey Jones game winner both on February eighth. But is that, is that a holiday for you? Carolina games are a holiday for me. To those who practice, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. Uh, also, Armando Baycott tripped somebody last night. Nobody's oh, talking oh about it. Oh my god! Not a single person's talking about it because he's not white and his name isn't Grace Now, and we don't talk about did it. You, apparently, did you guys see the uh, just in general the refing in that game against awful, Louisville? horrific? Uh, Armando Baycott literally elbowed someone on the head, and choke got, slammed them, tripped yeah. somebody. But we're not going to talk he about it because he's yeah. not white, no, he's on, not rich, and he's not preppy. On the play that he choke slammed someone, literally like like elbow into this guy's throat. The guy who got elbowed got a foul called on him. Good. And uh he plays for Louisville. Louisville fans threw lit- trash at the refs and uh they almost had to remove all fans from the for the game to start. L's down. L's <laughs> down. I'm a fan of those refs. Maybe I'll send him a little Armando Baycott tries that on Saturday. I think Theo John might pop his head off of his shoulders. Ooh, so yeah. That's a little scary. Tim, what you got? Uh Washington football team is no more. We are the we got the Washington Commanders now. Uh, new new uniform, new name, uh, new logo, whole revamping of the old Washington team, uh, getting away from the R words. So, I like their white uniform. I like their black uniform. Their maroon uniform is leaves a lot to be desired. But it's mm-hmm. it's exciting for the uh, Commander fans. You know, I'll tell you what Washington was not expecting. A quick, quick nickname for the team already. The, the Washington commies. commies. I mean, and they oof. wear red, and they're in D.C. It's not great. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty. Holy backfire there. I don't yeah. think I like it. 
I wanted I've admirals. St- I've, I've sat I on it hard. for almost a day now. I'm not sure I like it. I like, wanted admirals. I I'm I'm gonna stick with. I like the commanders. I mean, it's at least it's it's like it's unique. Uh, I like admirals more, but I still like commanders. It's it's all right. I think that it's better than the Washington football team. Oh, right? yeah, I liked. I they like have the a logo. Idea they have an identity uh, now. Red Hawks and Red Tails. I was all always, all, I was all like, those ones I were was like all, trademarked. I was always a Red Wolves guy. I, like, I would have loved the presidents. I thought it. You know, it's a little tacky, yeah. but I think the Washington presidents would have been cool. Yeah, I think. The I, I wish. I think they should have gone presidents and switched their color scheme. They could be another more red, white, and blue. Yeah, they could go and be like Pittsburgh, where all their teams are the same color because you got the Caps, Washington Nationals. Nationals, and then they'd be the Presidents. Even the Commanders could be red, white, and blue. I think that would have been really cool. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I guess I'm okay with the colors. I'm not. I wish the name was a little better. What do you got, Wes? Um, NHL All Star Weekend this Saturday. Uh, it's exciting news out of the NHL right now. Ovechkin tested positive. Yeah, rip Ovi. So Tom Wilson takes his spot. My goat. Um, but yeah, it's gonna it's it's gonna be pretty cool. Um, they have it like throughout the city of Las Vegas, uh, which just does a lot. Um, it's really cool. I think the way they uh, are setting it up this year with um, they're gonna have the fountain face off, which is kind of like one of their skill competition starters um, on Saturday or on Friday rather. Um, that's gonna be at the fountains of Bellagio, and then the Las Vegas Boulevard is gonna be shut down with other competitions um, throughout the entire day, which is really cool. Um, like the fastest skater, save streak for goalies, hardest shot, accuracy shooting, all that stuff. Um, just really cool. I'm excited to see Zach Wierenski, my jacket, play. Uh, it's going to be exciting for sure. Um, so, yeah. Wes, uh, I'm going to stick with you. I got. Do we have any update on the top five college basketball players in the country list? Oh, we sure do. We have a, we have a little bit of change um, at okay. the bottom two spots, actually. Uh, after watching some college basketball this weekend, uh, while you watched, were in the vid protocols, I, yeah, I watched a lot of Big Ten basketball, and yeah, uh, you know it, the vid hit him hard when he started watching college basketball. Yeah, yeah. free volition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I I want to make the biggest announcement um, there is to make, um, folks. No one was expecting this, but the number one spot has been moved from EJ Liddell. It is now Oscar Sheboy. Yeah, folks. you're wow. Now. He is. The best player in college basketball. I can no longer say E.J. Liddell is the best player in college basketball. Oscar Sheway is unbelievable. Um, yeah, he's a monster. If you were a college basketball player, Wesley Snipes, would yeah. you be Oscar Sheway? Uh, I had to say I would be. Okay. Uh, I dominate the paint. Lefty? Yeah, I dominate the paint. I'm a bruiser. Uh, I like is Sheway a lefty? Yeah, I, he I, is. I would assume. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, and he's 34, right? Mm-hmm. So he's big poppy numbers. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you Monster. what, his jump shot just sits on the rim when he puts it up there. <laughs> From the top of the key, I've never seen a basketball land that saw. I don't know how it happens. Yeah, he just... He's really good. It's the shooter's touch. It's yeah, really it is. Yeah. All right, I was let's, say for a guy, let's keep like it rolling. Yeah. Uh, number two player, EJ Liddell. Uh, I still think he's unbelievable. He's going to be a great NBA player one day. Um, number three, Mark Sears from Ohio University. Uh, played really well when we were there live in action. Uh, looks great. Almost had a triple-double. Dude, just all-around great player. Number four, we got some change. We got Zach Ide, the 7-4 center out of Purdue. Dude is unbelievable. I watched Ohio State-Purdue. E.J. Liddell drilled two threes, tied the game with like 18 seconds left, I want to say. They run down the floor, toss it into Ide. The whole defense collapses, kicks it out to Jaden Ivey. They hit a winning three. Tears were falling down my face. But Zach Ide is unbelievable. And then number five, Johnny Davis from Wisconsin. Dude can score the basketball. I mean, I have never seen – I've seen, but I've never seen a, a score as pure as that man. That man can shoot the ball. 
I mean, death taxes and Wes Mankey having an unbiased list of top five college. Yeah, he's got, gonna, he's got two Big Ten opponents on there. Yeah, Good for you, Wes. I, I, I got three out of the five are Big Ten. Like, yeah. I, I watch a lot of Big Ten basketball, but hey, none better than Oscar Sheboy. None better. Not even Jabari Smith? No. No. No, no, no. <laughs> I've not watched an Auburn game yet, so can't say I've... Uh... They are on an unreal covering kick. We'll talk about that, but I mean, Bruce Pearl looks at his lines. He does. Regardless... Let's give our athletes that we've signed one more quick shout-out. They've been pouring in. We love the support from them. We love the support from our fans. Uh, also, if you want to check out when athletes are playing every day, at Bentrust Media on Instagram, we'll be posting on the Instagram story which athletes are in action every day. You know, getting active on there. You know what else we'll be posting every single day? The lay, the parlay of the day. and Hypothetically, of course. Hypothetical parlay of the day, of course. And hypothetically, we hit that last night. Tuesday, no, is yeah. it? Yeah, Tuesday, yes. night, yeah, a little Tuesday night parlay hit. Krob, correct me if I'm wrong. Hypothetically, we were the only two who took it. Hypothetically, we're the only two people with integrity at this table. Yeah, as the as the way I like to call it. Hypothetically, I, I haven't taken it all time. Hypothetically, I mean, I'm a man of conviction. Hypothetically, hypothetically I'm four and one on picks though, so I'm doing you guys a, a great service. Hypothetically, maybe you should have taken every time because hypothetically parlay day is uh, two and three all we are time. We're up some and units. If, and if if you would have hypothetically put ten dollars, this is not real green money. This is this is hypothetical it's coin. Blue, hypothetical coin. It's hypothetical blue monopoly money. Mm-hmm. If you would have put ten dollars on each parlay of the day. You know the how it works. We each make a pick. I make the graphic. We toss it up on the story. We give you the odds. If you would have bet hypothetically, of course, unless you're over twenty one, then it could be real. Mm-hmm. Every time on the parlay of the day, ten bucks, five times because we only had five parlays. Today will be six. You would be up two hundred five hypothetical dollars. That's big. Hypothetically, of course. That's big. Turn an original $10 investment into $200 over five days. Hoo-wee. Those are numbies. Sounds good Those are to bench, me. Those are bench press media That's numbies. something I wish could happen to me unhypothetically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But unfortunately, with the legal laws, it's not possible. It's not possible. Our parlor that it today has a lot of dogs. A lot of dogs in it. Well, guys, Wolf. make sure to be on the lookout for everything we're posting on bench press media at Instagram. And Tim, as always, finish us off here. Love you guys.